My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a really exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Greg Kilstrom. He's a best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, who currently, um, who's currently an advisor and consultant to top companies. He is also the host of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. So welcome to the show, show, Greg. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah, thanks for having me on the on the show. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure having you. And, you know, I mean, I know I gave you a short intro and there's a lot to fill in there. Uh, You've done some amazing things. So uh, why don't we start off with you telling us a bit about your journey? How did you get to where you are and, you know, fill in any of those gaps that I left out? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll try to be relatively brief about it. But um, yeah, so I I started my, uh, my journey really in the early days of the internet. And I, you know, fresh out of college, got a job at a, at a startup and had some, um, really learned some of the things that I liked doing. So I, I, I got to mix creative marketing and technology all together. And, and that's kind of been a, a thread throughout the rest of my career. That startup, um, at this point, no one's ever heard of it. It went out of business like many in those, um, in, in those days. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, I was employee number five, I think at the, at the company, but, it, it inspired me to do a couple of things. I mean, one, um, it was essentially my first real job out of college, um, aside from an internship. And, you know, I, I got laid off after about a year and a half working there. And I was just like, you know what, I don't want to work for anybody else if this is what working is like. And, you know, I also grew up, my dad, um, he ha- owned his own company from, you know, the time I was born until, you know, until he retired. And, you know, so it came from this kind of self-employment kind of background. So, you know, I ended up starting a company after that, um, started a marketing agency. I, I partnered with some other people doing it, but started that in about 2003 and grew that company, um, ended up selling it um, in 2017. So grew it for about 14 years, sold it. Um, and since then, I've done a few things. I've consulted, um, I've written a few books. I, I really started speaking uh that, you know, keynote speaker um, stuff and, and everything like that. And I did another startup very briefly as well. And so I think the the theme is just I've I've tried to be as agile and as nimble as I can throughout my career because, um, you know, I've, I've seen several economic downturns. I've seen several economic upturns and I've seen trends come and go and, and all those kinds of things. And so you know, I've always just tried to be um, tried to stay one step ahead, but I think more more um, realistic is just to be able to adapt when things change and, and occur. Uh, you're you're on mute. Yeah, being resilient and stuff. Hey, so this is incredible. Now, tell us a little bit about where you're at exactly today within the business, and you know, maybe talk about a little bit how you deliver the services that you offer. 
Yeah, of course. So yeah, I do, I do a few things now. So um, first and foremost, I, I do consulting and advising to primarily Fortune 1000 companies um, in, in a number of different industries, but I do consulting and advising on marketing technology, whether that's implementation or, or strategy components of that, customer experience, as well as uh, things related to digital transformation, particularly when it involves customers and, and marketing and, and things like that. Um, in addition to that, I host a show called The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Um, that's that podcast is runs a couple times a week. It's on all major channels. I talk with marketing leaders both from the brand side as well as the platform side. Talk about a lot of the stuff that I do as day to day as a as a consultant and advisor. Um, and then in addition to that, I've I've written several books. I have a, a new book um, that called House of the Customer. Um, that I think by the time the show airs will be will be available everywhere. It talks about building personalized customer experiences, what it really takes to do that. Um, and I do speaking. So I do keynote speeches, uh, workshops and training. I also speak at a lot of industry conferences as well. Incredible. Now, Greg, would you mind telling us out of all those different uh, avenues and different things that you do, what is your favorite? What is your favorite? Like, do you love the keynote speaking do you love the consulting which which is um your favorite and maybe which is your least favorite <laughs> yeah no, good good question um you know i think one way of looking at it is i like variety and so um it kind of depends on the day like there i think there's certain days where i don't feel as much like um trying to write something and i'd rather be hands-on and like doing a workshop or you know, meeting with someone. Um, there's some days where I feel like I will have a better conversation on a podcast than than others. So, I mean, uh, I, it's maybe a non-answer to your question, but, you know, I think it, I, I like Dep all of it. And, and I, yeah, like I, I find ways to do it all because I like it all. But yeah, there, there are certainly certain days and certain times when I just, I'd rather be doing one of those other things, but, uh, but it's all, it's all fun. I love it. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, staying agile as an entrepreneur. I know that you touched on some stuff earlier, but do you want to really dive into that topic? Because I think you have some powerful yeah. value to add behind it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so, you know, I think I, so since I started feeling more and more this way, I've, you know, I've become an agile certified coach and I've gotten, you know, some of the like formal agile training and stuff, but, you know, before that ever happened, I, I just kept feeling like there's got to be a better way than the way that things, the, the way my clients at the, at the agency were approaching things, the way that I was approaching things, even with my own company. And, um, you know, so I found this, this agile thing that had been going on for years. I just hadn't really been, been as aware of it, but, um, you know, I think, I think really embracing this idea that, you know, we can't know, but so much ahead of time. And we can't take but so much for granted that is going to be happening six, 12, 18, 24 months from now. I mean, you know, I think the, if anything, the pandemic taught us stuff like that, where, um, you know, we just, the, the best plans we can possibly have could change on a moment's notice. And so um, over time, I've just, I've embraced that more and more of not, not giving up on long-term goals, but being realistic about, you know, I, here's today how I think I'm going to be able to solve that goal. But three months from now, something's probably going to change. I mean, I've noticed a cycle with my own work and, and what I do that really every 12 months or so, 
some fundamental things change. I don't, I don't know completely different things or I don't do completely different work, but the way that I'm doing it, who I'm doing it for and how I'm, how I'm working has some kind of fundamental shift every 12 months or so. And it, I have lots of multi-year clients. So it's not like, you know, everybody <laughs> scraps me and starts over or anything like that even, but it's like the way that the work is being done, the way that people are thinking about the work and the way I'm thinking about it, you know, has, has to change. And I'm, I'm open to that instead of, instead of being concerned about it or anxious about it, it's just like, okay, you know what, there's something changing. I need to embrace this and, and do something about it. And, you know, I think after the initial kind of anxiety that that might create maybe i'm just used to anxiety from being a business owner and and all those ups and downs and, and all that stuff too but you know i i look at it as i almost get bored if things don't change but so frequently absolutely this is amazing now you mentioned the the podcast earlier and um how you speak with uh, lead uh, marketing leaders and stuff now how does it tie into the business um I mean, do you often get clients coming from the show or, you know, the guests turning to clients? Tell me a little bit about that and how that works. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's, first of all, yes to, to those questions. I mean, I do, I have gotten clients and um, I've gotten partners as well that I work with or that, you know, they bring me into something, I bring them into something or right. from a product or platform that I start working with or recommending to my clients I do a lot of like vendor selection and, and recommendation as well. Um, but I mean, in addition to those things, I, it's just, it is so valuable. And I'm sure you can, you can agree with this. Like it is so valuable to have conversations with people that you just met maybe second, third time or whatever. But, you know, I, you know, I, I have two shows a week, so I have 104 conversations a year with people that I haven't met yet. And so it is so valuable to see, you know, the diversity of experience, the diversity of what they do. Two people could have the same title and do completely different things, even though they're both chief marketing officers, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I just, I feel so lucky that I get to meet so many people and just interact and learn how to interact better and ask better questions. And, and you know, so for me, as much as it is about business, it's also about me just continually learning and loving to learn every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how many people that you can really connect with globally just by having a podcast, like, you know, in the networks you can enter just by having someone on a show or going on another show, you know? So it's crazy. It's people that you would never say you didn't have a podcast. You wouldn't meet them in person. You wouldn't meet them uh, through the business any other way. It's incredible. Um, how the podcast works and the connections that come with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, from a, from a sales perspective, I mean, I'm really not a, I, I'm not the um, strongest salesperson as far as like, I'm not going to do the hard sell on, on everybody that I meet. Like sometimes things happen naturally and, you know, it kind of, it comes up um, in the natural course of conversation, but, you know, I feel like when I do have a good connection, there's, there's some kind of, you know, relationship built there that, that is going to last a while, whatever, whatever that relationship is, whether it's just a partnership or we share ideas or swap podcast guests and, and stuff like that, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know, it, there's always something valuable that I learned from it. I agree with you. And you're not alone, alone. Like sometimes, I mean, on 
I hear this often, like, you know, sometimes we get guests on and it, it turns out to be, like you said, um, a client or a customer or a partnership, I guess you also do, but many people say the same thing. Sometimes it works out other times. It's just great to have them to learn something from as a guest or who knows who they'll refer, like, you know, so yeah, definitely yeah. not alone there. Yeah. I so agree. tell us, yeah. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, do you monetize your podcast? Yeah, so I do. Um, I have a few sponsors and, you know, that's something for me, it's an area where, um, you know, as the podcast has grown and expanded, I've just needed more help. So there was a time, there's a short time where I was doing it literally all myself. I was editing, I was posting, I was doing all that stuff. Um, now I have a team that produces the show and, um, I still do a little, pro I still probably do more than I should, but, um, you know, so I've got a team behind it and therefore, you know, it just, it's, it costs money. So, you know, I not only need to do that, but I've also, you know, I found ways to, you know, when I partner with companies that are aligned with my audience, which, you know, anybody that's wanting to reach marketing leaders, you know, the, particularly with a focus on technology, like it's a great place for them to talk and, and be seen or be heard. Um, and so, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got about five sponsors, one that's like the title sponsor throughout the year. And then I, I've been doing like quarterly um, sponsored shows by different, different groups that just want to get their message out there and want some kind of consistency with, with my audience. Incredible. Yes. Yes. It's um, there's so many different ways you can go about it. Right. So, what would you say some of the biggest challenges were with the podcast or maybe challenges that you still face? It might be relatable to my guests or my listeners as well, my audience, because a lot of them have podcasts and are entrepreneurs, but um, any challenges that you've overcome with the podcast? I know you mentioned time management and, you know, editing was a lot. Any other, any other challenges uh, in regards to it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think just, so I'm, I'm about to start year five. Um, so I've been doing it for, for a few years and, you know, at first, to be honest, I didn't know what I was doing. I, so I'm, you know, I'm a very, I'm an agile, just, I'm an agile person. I just say, so like, I decided that, you know what, I wanted to dip my toes in the water and I just did a show the very first season. You can still find it on, on all the channels or whatever. Very first season is just me talking for about 10 minutes very short episodes. I had just written a book. I was like, you know what? I want to do 50 episodes, one a week on just a little topic from my book. I'm just going to talk. I did that. It went okay. You know, I, I'm happy with the results, but it wasn't great. And I wasn't thrilled with it. And so I was, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, most people do interview style and, and that seems to go pretty well. I wasn't really confident in my interviewing skills or how long it would take to prepare or whatever. But you know what? I did it. I found a sponsor that already wanted to do some interview shows. And so I was like, you know what? Let me do this. Let me year two. Let me try this out. And sure enough, it got better. And I, I was happier with it. But I also saw the numbers and the numbers, you know, sort of coincided with that as well. And so now I don't know how I did it any other way. And for reasons already discussed of like, I, I get to meet a lot of people and, and have and learn a lot from them. But um, you know, I, I feel like the, the biggest lesson learned was to just focus so much on the quality of the content. And, you know, it's not necessarily 
people from big companies that you've heard of are going to be the best guests. Um, I think there is value and, you know, people do want to hear from brands that they know and, and support and everything like that, but it's really focusing on what's going to be the best subject matter, what's going to be aligned with what's already happened instead of having a million different topics and everybody not really knowing what, you know, I, my show is just not a, some, they, they do that and they do it well because you learn some random stuff you never would have learned. But for me and my audience, like they want to learn about very specific topics. And so, you know, just kind of learning about that. And I should know better from a marketing and branding perspective, but it's always different when it's yours. So, you know, it's, it's a little while to learn it. Yeah. Oh, and it does. You're not alone. You're not alone there. Uh, I think everyone feels that way for sure. Right. For sure. So what is your next biggest desire and focus say in 2023 with the podcast and maybe the business as well? Yeah. Anything I mean, I in think, particular? yeah, the, you know, with the podcast, I, I just want to continue to grow. I mean, I had a phenomenal growth year in 2022 and, you know, really, really happy with that. And so, you know, I want to, I want to continue that. I want to double down on, on the things that worked well and, and everything, you know, I think overall, um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the, the consulting and, and advisory part of the business. Um, I, I want to focus a lot more on the speaking component. And that's, that's certainly something that I'm going to be focusing more. I've done plenty of workshops and plenty of keynote speeches, but I haven't done as much proactive marketing of that and really reaching out to people to see, you know, it's been more organic, which is good, but um, I want to focus a bit more on the on, on being proactive there and just kind of building all of that out kind of equally as far as how I'm spending my time. Amazing. This is great. Um, super exciting for what you've got going on. I mean, it's incredible all the different things you've done already. And then you're just still looking to grow every day, which is amazing. I, I love the open mindset of learning, you know, so um, super exciting. Now, I just want to thank you again for taking the time out of your day to come on here and share some valuable uh, information with myself and our listeners. You know, if anyone's looking to connect with you and your services, what would be the best way, Greg? Yeah, sure. So two, two things. Um, one, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So uh, you can find me there. Just search Greg Kilstrom. I think there's only one Greg Kilstrom on LinkedIn. So it's pretty, pretty easy there. And then my website is gregkilstrom.com. And you can find everything from books to podcasts to speaking and, and consulting all from there. And yeah, I'd love to love to connect. Let me know you heard me on the show and you know, would love to would love to connect. Amazing. Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate you taking the time of your day. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Greg Kilstrom did today to talk about, um, you know, your journey, your podcast and business, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Greg. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, 
We actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.